Warning. The Crazy Clinic podcast may contain language and content that some audiences find crude, vulgar, or objectionable. This show is intended for adults only. If you're uptight, puritanical, easily offended, or lacking a sense of humor, please be advised this may not be the podcast for you. Hello, and welcome to the Crazy Clinic Podcast. I'm your host, Alex, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Megan. Megan! Yeah! How's it going? Good. That's good. We're back at it. Once again, and it feels like it's been forever. Once again. (laughs) Touched for the very first time. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, are we just going to dive right in? Yeah. Do this question thing? Or, yeah, because we're not seeing the disclaimer anymore. Nope. Fuck that disclaimer. We have a disclaimer in the beginning. That's all you need. Boom. If you didn't listen to it, rewind, like, a couple minutes. Yes. It's at the very beginning. Very beginning, and it's very clear. There's no music behind it or anything. Mm -hmm. So, no more complaining. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, what was else that we would do? Oh yeah, it goes straight to this. Yeah, we're okay. not. We I'm going to ask you a question. And yeah, you because have to answer it. We live with each other, so we literally just spent. We ate just ate dinner together, and then came down here and talked for like 20 minutes. We yeah. have nothing to say while recording, so no. we're doing the question thing. Yep. I draw a number. We have this huge draw. list of questions. Draw. But we're both gonna answer it. Draw. I'm drawing. Draw. God. No one should put you in charge. <laughs> Why can't I get this open? Remember we crumbled them up for the Fifty. Fifty? Fifty. 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 Okay. Okay. Um When was the best reason you faked being sick? When was the best reason I faked being sick? When was the best reason you faked being sick? Hmm. I don't know. I'm not a hookier, really. I used to do it a lot my senior year because I was 18. And I had study hall last period, so I bounced out early all the time. I never, ever skipped a class in high school. Ever. You're such a square. And on senior, <laughs> on senior oh. skip day. You had your mom call My you mom called me. <laughs> <laughs> no, Megan. Oh, my God. Yeah. <sighs> I have a fear you of punishment. <laughs> Your parents did a good job, clearly. Right? That's a whole point. I was not locked in a cupboard when I was a child, I promise. Um, I don't... I just faked... I just faked sick sometimes because I just didn't want to fucking go. Mm-hmm. But I think the best times were when Alyssa and I were younger. We lived in Colorado still. Um, our mom would sometimes call us in sick and we'd all go shopping. Mm-hmm. 
and have a girls day at the mall and stuff like that so that's probably the best time everything every other time is me just i don't want it today yep so i don't even know i don't know couldn't remember the last few times i was actually sick i was sick and i had to stay home and it really sucked (laughs) yeah i wish i was playing hooky but i wasn't i was vomiting you <laughs> yeah it was so bad oh that was last year one day of just that fucking sucks. pure hell that's what i was in <laughs> one day of fucking pure hell huh yeah and then i was perfectly fine the next day you just got one of those 24-hour bugs those suck you needed something out of your system and i got the flu shot i'm pretty sure it was last year it was probably just something quick bug you ate something, some bacteria, and your body was like, nope, get it out. It sucked because, oh, yeah, it was last year. It was my birthday. Last was, year? Yeah. Oh. I took the day off. It was, a, I took the vacation day on Friday. Yeah. And I ended up being fucking sick. On Monday? Or on Friday? On Friday. Oh, that sucks. And I wasn't able to. Wow. I hope you I came in and I was like, just so you all know. I was sick on my vacation day because <laughs> I wanted to go out and we were going to go party. It was going to be so much fun. I even woke up and I felt like, oh, I think I need to puke because I thought, oh, I was probably just food poisoning. If you, you know, sometimes if you just get done and yeah. over with, you feel way better. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay. So I made myself puke. Yeah, that's and the worst. And then the feeling was still there. And yeah. I was like, you damn whores. <laughs> damn oh my god that That sucks sucks so bad i haven't been sick like that in a long time (sighs) but yeah i can't really think of remember a time where i played hooky because i think every single time i'm always like actually feeling like crap there's probably times where it's like you could probably yeah make it throughout the day the scary thing about playing hooky is well, I guess when you... This is in school, right? Not work. No, I just well, said in general. Oh, okay. Well, I guess anytime. <laughs> anytime. You, you... It's like you have to be doing it almost just to be like, meh. Like you just want to stay at home and chill for the day because you don't want to go out in public. What happens if someone yeah. you from work with fucking sees you? Yeah. Then they narc on you because that's what people do. Right. And... Then you're in trouble. Oh, that does. Yeah, that did happen. I wasn't playing hooky, but my friend was. Because I didn't have to. Yeah, I didn't have to work that day, and she had to work. So she wanted to hang out with me. So I was like, okay, yeah, let's do it. And somebody didn't fucking work. Saw her. We just go to the bank. Yeah. Her bank, not mine. Hers. The only times it's acceptable is if you can. If you're like going to, um, like a Walgreens because you can buy medicine and make it look like you're there because you're sick. Yes, perfect. But if you have to go anywhere that you can't get medicine, cough medicine stuff at, then don't go. That's my advice to you. Otherwise, you could get caught. Mm-hmm. And you have no excuse to back you up. No alibi. Your alibi yeah. is shot to shit. Mm-hmm. Well. We are a bad influence, but that was good advice. So, 
Will you give me some more wine? Yeah. Since you're over there by the box. I'm the wine person tonight. Yeah. All right. So now that we answered the question, Megan's a square. She never called in sick for no reason. I always had a reason, unfortunately. Yeah. And I'm not just saying that. I just not badass in that way, I guess. <laughs> well, <clears throat> uh, I do want to remind you that we do have merch. It's at zazzle.com slash crazy clinic pod. It's our logo. You can pretty much put it on anything they sell. Wine glasses. That would be awesome. It's I would definitely. Crazy clinic on it. Fucking yeah. Yeah, that would be badass. Look it up. Yeah. We're going to have to check that. You can pretty, you, they sell so many products and you can put our logo or our cover art on anything they sell pretty much. So yeah. definitely go check that out. Mm-hmm. And we also are a self-supported podcast. Yeah. Megan and I fund this completely by ourselves. It's fun. Yeah. It's our little hobby. We get to drink wine, eat candy. But mm-hmm. some help would also be awesome. I mean, like I, if you're going to yeah. say, hey, here's a dollar. Yeah. You guys are very entertaining. A dollar will make us holla, so. <laughs> um, but if you do want to do that, we have a Patreon. Uh, that's at patreon.com slash crazyclinicpod. And you can donate at different levels. Um, 1, 5, 10, and 25. You get different rewards mm-hmm. for whatever level you donate at. But you don't have to donate 25. You could only donate 20 if you wanted. And you can stop your payments at any time. Uh, but the rewards are anything from like a shout out on the show to actually maybe calling us or joining us over Skype uh, for your own episode, or you can just pick the topic and the case if you want. So discuss it. Yeah, and you can be on the episode. So Mm -hmm. definitely some cool options. But those, that's all the crapola that I wanted to discuss. Before we dive into this episode. Okay. Okay. Since that shit's out of the way. Yep. What? Alex, what are we going to be talking about? We're going to be talking about some flamage. Flamage? Yep. Some fire. It's going to get hot, hot, hot up in here. Sacrifice. Sacrifice. <laughs> Sacrifice over a fire. Oh boy. That's like some witchcraft. Yep. Well, as always, Yeah, technically, the topic that I drew uh, was arson, but you can't talk about arson without talking about fire. And you can't talk about arson without talking about pyromania, which is pyros. You can't talk about arson without talking about fire investigation or firefighters or any of that. So we're going to talk about it all. Oh, good. Yeah. By the time we're done here, we're all going to be fire investigators or arsonists. (laughs) Or both. (laughs) Or, yeah, you could do both because that's what some of these motherfuckers do. (laughs) We're going to get to that. So arson is the act of deliberately setting fire to buildings, vehicles, or other property with the intent to cause damage or injure. Mm. Just so we're clear on what arson is. Yeah. Arsonists are people who commit arson, which is what I just told you about. Um, I'm going to give you the definition of fire for, you know, those flat worlders and stuff like that. Fire is the rapid oxidation of material in the chemical process of combustion. 
it's hot. And pyromania is a mental disorder characterized by compulsion to scent fires. I thought it was kind of interesting. To set fires? Yeah, compulsion to set fires. Mental like, disorder. they're just like that. Like they have to do it. It needs to, like, be on fire. needs to be on fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which would be pretty crazy if you just wanted to set everything on fire. Yeah. They probably die that I used to too. say that all the time. I'm going to set you on fire. Oh, I just want to set it on fire. Like, I don't know. It was my mm. thing for a while. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm about to blow out the candles over there. <laughs> no, it smells good. <laughs> it's juicy black cherries. Mm. Okay, so um since we we all know what fire is, we probably all use it, at least on a weekly basis. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, I use it every goddamn day. I do too. I got incense, candles. I smoke cigarettes, so. <laughs> that too. Um, so because of that, we're just going to do some fun facts about fire. Unless you want me to talk about how the chemical reactions to light and heat and blah, 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 blah. So. Fun facts? Wait, what? <laughs> I'm... Do you want some fun facts about fires? Yeah. Or do you want some actual facts about fires? Fun facts. That's what I thought. So, no one knows who invented the fire hydrant because its patent was destroyed in a fire. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. I don't know why, but I think it's great. Because I didn't put him there. <laughs> right? Um, Walt Disney World is the largest co- consumer of fireworks in the United States. The park also launches the fireworks with compressed air instead of gunpowder to reduce flames and gain better height and timing. That shit is bomb. Maybe um if you're if you're pyro, you should just worry at Disney. Yeah, but they Oh no, that fires. would be a good idea. They're gonna burn Disney down. Yeah, they're gonna be like, "Ooh, that roller coaster looks like it needs to be set on fire." <laughs> fucking light the teacups on fire and shit. Oh, no, God. it'd be hell. Yeah. Okay. So, um, in two thousand four, over three hundred people died in a supermarket fire in Paraguay because the owners shut the doors so that people wouldn't leave without paying. And set the place on fire? No, it was on fire, but oh. they shut the doors so people couldn't leave without paying. So they died. 300 people. Yeah. Is that guy in jail? Yeah, I'm assuming he's probably dead. I don't know. These <laughs> They threw rocks at him? Well, he was in there too. He shut the doors. Or maybe he was on the outside and shut the doors. That's even worse. That's why it's a lot. I don't know. I'm going to have to Google that more. I just got these facts off of the list. Okay. Let's go. (laughs) Okay. Because of the number of low-hanging power lines in San Francisco, the city's fire department still uses... Oh, wow. Still uses handmade wooden ladders made by on-staff master ladder makers. A master ladder maker? Yes. That's hilarious. That would be the best job. 
It's kind Maybe of like not. I don't know. Master builder. Ladders. Of ladders. Yeah. You're a master ladder maker. That's so crazy. That's so A fire in Saudi Arabia in 2002 killed 15 schoolgirls. The girls were not allowed to leave the burning building by the state's religious police because they were not wearing the correct Islamic dress. Oh. Oh, Yeah. Some people are just so fucked up. That's bullshit. It's like you can. You should not have to sacrifice your life for that. You can believe whatever you want to believe in, Mm -hmm. but that right there is straight cruelty, and you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, you do not see that. Period. Yeah, that one's bad. They're not human. Human beings don't think that way. No, that's not a good one. Mm -hmm. Um. In 1985, Philadelphia police used a helicopter to drop two bombs on a house during an armed standoff. The bombs ignited a fire that killed 11 and destroyed 60 homes. Damn. In Philadelphia? You dropped bombs in city limits? For a standoff? That seems a little overdramatic. Yeah, it does. I hope questions were asked about that. Probably. Because that's a little ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Okay. When John Walker used a stick to stir a pot containing antimony, sulfide, potassium, chlorate, and sulfur, some of the mixture stuck to the end of the stick. When he tried to scrape the lump, it easily caught fire due to friction and led to the birth of friction matches. Ta-da! Oh, huh. There so was an he accident. was just like a <laughs> mad, crazy scientist person. He's like, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. Oh, no. Oh, oh, look. Brilliant. And now he's a bazillionaire. He's yep. probably dead. I don't have a year on that, but I'm assuming it was a while ago. Probably. Matches? Yeah. Long time. That's what they had before lighters. <laughs> that was a long time ago. Yeah, it was. Very long time ago. Maybe he's immortal. Always had that message. Yeah. Maybe he's what's his face that stole the flame. We're going to talk about that. Oh. All right. Okay. <laughs> a single fire hydrant in San Francisco survived a massive earthquake in 1906 and aided firefighters in saving the Mission District. In memory of this event, the fire hydrant was painted gold. It is estimated that over 95% of structural fires in Detroit are due to arson, which is 50 times the national average. So someone's just trying to burn Detroit to the ground, pretty much. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Cotton will catch on fire if super glue is applied to it. Good to know, right? I did that when I was a kid. Like pure cotton? Well, like cotton balls. Like when you're doing arts and crafts. You had a hot glue gun? Yeah. Oh. Hmm. Not at like an industrial one. Oh, no, it's super glue. Hmm. We might have to science experiment that one. Yeah, because it sounds cheap and... Hmm. Maybe it has to be like cotton that's floating in the air in the summer. Yeah. 
Like pure ass cotton. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll find out. Ashtrays are required on every commercial airplane because a hu- 123 people died on flight on a flight in 1973 when a lit cigarette caught on fire in the lavatory in a waste bin. What? Yeah. That's insane. Yeah, it is. A plane crash would be the scariest fucking thing oh ever. My God. I am. I don't ever want to get on a plane, I honestly, much, ever. I think I'd much rather die in a ship. Yeah, drowning would be way easier. Yeah, drowning is so peaceful. But I'm also super fucking terrified of the ocean. So, <laughs> like, I can look at it. It's cool. But I don't want to be in you it. You know the things that are I in I don't want to think about being in the middle of the ocean. Oh, my God. It makes my heart big, race just thinking about you know it. big those things could be in there that live in there? Yeah, there's parts that we don't even know how deep. We haven't explored, like, a certain percent. A cent. Like, 90%? <laughs> yeah, it was pretty high percentage know. that we had don't even fucking know. Because we yeah. can't go down that deep. And you know what lives down that deep? Big things. Yeah. <laughs> if we can't go down there, just imagine what is down there. I don't want to. Huge fucking sharks or whales. Like the Megalodon thing. Yeah. Whales. Giant squids. Godzilla. Yeah, for sure Godzilla's down there. Uh, Loch Ness Monster. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. He vacations. He vacations. And yeah. It's like, oh, stretch my legs out. See. Yeah. okay moving on (laughs) so where are we firehouses have spiral staircases because the horses that used to pull the fire wagons learn to walk up the straight ones (laughs) so they had to make sure that the horses couldn't get up to their beds and their food and stuff so they set fire no So they have spiral staircases instead of straight ones. Oh! Firehouses. So, oh my god, that's why they have spiral ones? Yeah. That is hilarious. (laughs) Back in the day, they just had horses riding around in the station, walking around like a barn. Right? Shitting everywhere. Mm -hmm. That would be the worst. Ugh. Yep. While Eddie Van Halen was recording the guitar solo for Michael Jackson's Beat It, the studio speakers literally caught on fire. That's a badass guitar solo, too. I can hear it in my head. I love Michael Jackson. I mean, not him per se, but his music was fucking amazing. I liked... Oh, what am I... What am I... What to say? I don't know. She said I liked something Michael Jackson. Like she's referring to the Michael Jackson that she grew up with. Mm, thriller Michael Jackson? Yeah. Like those what he's known for and he yeah. was he was a good guy and everything and then just shit just Yeah. Hit Something the happened. Fan. But no matter what I still enjoy his music. Yeah, me too. And he, every well, time it's he on the radio I jam it. The king of pop. Still. Period. End of story. Long live. Oh, yeah. just kidding. Rest in peace. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love this wine right now. I'm feeling so good. Good. 
On August 19, 1980, in Saudi Arabian Airlines flight carrying 301 people caught fire shortly after takeoff. The plane landed safely, but when the ground crew opened the doors, everyone was already dead. Oh, smoke. Yeah. That would fucking suck. You can't open windows. Not on a fucking plane. I would have jumped out if I saw a fucking parachute. Peace! <laughs> you just ditch everyone? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It landed okay, but then they went in there and everybody's dead. Yeah, by the time... They probably took their sweet-ass time deciding if co- it was what about safe. The cockpit? I'm sure if there was enough smoke, it, like, got in the cracks or whatever. That shit is, like, sealed good. Yeah. I don't know. All I know is that, um, I figured, like, if a plane all of a sudden, if they called an emergency landing or whatever, and they said what was going on, and they landed safely, you'd think that the people on the ground would have to clear the scene Mm -hmm. or whatever, and there's still a fire and shit happening there. Or whatever. You can't just run in because you have to make sure it's safe for your people. Yeah. So, I mean, it seems possible that everyone could have been dead already. Yeah. Or at oh, least yeah, damn no, close to it's it. It's really easy. When you, when enough smokes, you inhaling enough smoke, you can fucking die fast. If it's not death, you're like basically near death and you're just going to die anyways. Yeah. Hmm. Fire is uh, scary and die on fire. Right. Horrible. Is still in the best way. <laughs> I think so. If I have to be like killed in a horrible way, I'd choose for drowning. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in California, they use prison labor to fight forest fires, which I'm not sure how accurate that is, but that's kind of a good use. If they're like, yeah, we'll give you whatever and of course they adjust the agreement per their time and crime and everything. Whatever would like, be like. We won't punish you. <laughs> I mean, like, well, you can't just shove them in a forest fire. That's not justifiably okay. Well, depending on what the person did, <laughs> like read his file, <laughs> read his file, and be like, okay, you're good. Okay, you don't need okay, that helmet. Come over back. here. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Give me the hose. Just go straight into the fire. <laughs> just spit, spit on it. You gotta pee. <laughs> like, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, Stop, I drop and roll all over it. <laughs> But no, that's unconstitutional. Oh. I could see how that could get, get out of hand, though. <laughs> yeah, Megan. Then you have to, like, that means that you're putting that person's life in that person's hand. So, you, you can't do that. You're a trustworthy person. No one person is that trustworthy. Everybody. To decide if that person's crime is worth death. There's some that are clearly, clearly that way. Yeah. But there's some that aren't. Then all the clear ones, we should just do that. But even some that seem super clear have later been proven to not have been that person. That's why the justice system is so fucked. Mm -hmm. It's terrible. It takes forever and no one gets justice, it feels like. But I don't want to go into that because then I'm going to get worked up. Okay, let's get. And we got to talk about some fucking let's, burning. Let's get into something else. Okay. What do we? What Firefighting and kite flying are featured in the uh, nineteen hundred Olympics in Paris. What? <laughs> yeah, firefighting. 
was an Olympic event, and so was kite flying. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's legal to open your own fire hydrant in NYC if it has a sprinkler cap. If it doesn't, you can ask your local firehouse, and they'll put one on for you. That's interesting. The only times I've ever seen those open is on movies and people get, like, sprayed back. Right. Like, when they explode. I don't know. I've seen movies and they have them. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So. What? Well, we're going to kind of dive into the fire stuff now. Mm-hmm. But I want to talk about kind of like um, where fire came from like originally. But we're going to go with like... I'd make fire. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but more so the mythology type mm. way first, like in Greek mythology... Um, it said that the Titan Prometheus steals the heavenly lit fire for humanity, enabling the process of civilization. Yep. So, Prometheus is a boss. Mm-hmm. Because without him, we would not be civilized. Uh, have you played God of War? <laughs> no, I have not played God of War. <laughs> well, you need to. <laughs> no, I do not. Um... <laughs> I love Greek mythology. Oh, I know. It's so cool. It's beautiful. Yeah. Everything's poetic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything's romanticized. Mm-hmm. It's pretty awesome. You That's think for sure. ancient mythology is always cooler. Yeah. So, in Norse mythology... I was just going to say Viking mythology yeah. is pretty cool, too. Um, Loki gains the secret of fire from an eagle in exchange for the hams and shoulders of sacrificed oxen. Hmm. So, there's that for you. <laughs> a Cherokee myth after possum and buzzard had failed to steal the fire... Grandmother Spider used a web to sneak onto the land of the light. She stole the fire, hiding it in a clay pot. That's a big-ass fucking spider. Yeah, right? Oh, gross. I'm just imagining it. Yeah. Sheba! <laughs> <laughs> and according to some Yukon First Nations people, Crow, Crow stole fire from a volcano in the middle of the water. So there's a bunch of bunch of those. They're kind of interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Evolution's just like lightning and right? grass and grass. <laughs> oh gosh, dryness. Mm-hmm. Fucking fires, man. Fucking fires. It's just so bad for California. Oh, I know they're always on fire. It's ridiculous. I wish I could just, like, give them water. Constantly, <laughs> yeah. like, have it rain over the entire state. Yeah. It'll be interesting when we run out of fresh water, that's for sure. Yeah. Um. So, the control of fire by early humans was obviously, like, a huge turning point in our lives. Um, 
and our history of evolution. So fire provided a source of warmth, protection, um, improvement on hunting and methods of cooking. So people weren't getting sick Mm -hmm. as much. Uh, These cultural advancements allowed humans to be more geographically diverse. They could live in colder climates and stuff like that. And their diets obviously changed. Um, so some of the earliest evidence of controlled fires, uh, ranges back to 1.7 to 0.2 million years ago. So a long fucking time. We've had fire for a long goddamn time. Yeah, we have. And we even have some in this room right now. It's so pretty. It's nice. It's, yeah, I love fire. campfires. Like, campfires, like it's hypnotizing. You're staring at it, and you'll be like, you'll just be leaning in one. Yeah, just staring at it, watching it dance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like the colors flickering in and out. Yes. <laughs> we all have a little pyro in us, I guess. I think everybody does. So, arson, as we talked about, is. Mm-hmm. Deliberately setting fires to cause damage or injury. Yeah, so you're not, like, walking by something as like, oh, that needs to be set on fire. You're walking by it and, like, you want to set it on fire you to destroy it. You need to it. set it on fire, yeah. To destroy it. Mm-hmm. Or cause somebody else harm, like setting an apartment building on mm-hmm. fire or something. Like, if you have, you're some crazy ex-girlfriend and she's like, I'm going to set your apartment on fire. Yeah. So the entire thing gets caught on fire because she purposely hurt an individual. That would be arson. Mm-hmm. So, don't set fires to people's shit. No. Just don't do it. Don't. Mm-mm. Not good. Unless you're... <laughs> Have a good reason. <laughs> A real good reason <laughs> that you can explain to the cops <laughs> and not get in trouble. Right. Okay. So, arson involves usually accelerants such as gasoline or kerosene to ignite and propel and sometimes directionalize the yeah. fire. If you want it to jump from building to building, you pour gas on the roofs or whatever. Right. Something like that. But, in all part, all countries, states, legal districts, whatever, have different systems to divide levels of arson, um, just like on how bad they are. And in the U.S., we have first, second, and third degree. First degree arson is burning an occupied structure, such as a school or place where people are normally present. Second degree arson is burning an unoccupied building, such as an empty barn or unoccupied house or other structure, in order to claim insurance or such property. Third degree is burning an abandoned building or abandoned area, such as a field or forest in the woods. Okay, technically, forests and fields aren't abandoned. There's just no, probably, humans living in the field. Right. But there's animals. Yes. That's what you're, that's what upset you about that? Yep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. 
Uh, many statues vary the degree of the crime according to the criminal intent of the accused. Oh my god. She's sitting. He's sitting at the door. Oh, and the cats are fucking with him. I think so. Well, I hope he survives. Okay, I'm anyways. Sure he will. I didn't hear him yelp. So I didn't hear him. any of them. I just heard a blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah. I wonder if the people heard it. It's probably on there somewhere. Guess I'll find out in editing. Okay. Arson is prosecuted with an attention to degree of severity, which is what we were talking about, mm-hmm. how they divide it up. First degree arson generally occurs when the person is also, um, like, the people are killed. So, not only do they have to... You're lighting like, an apartment building on fire that yeah, has people in it. Right, yes. Second degree is the destruction of property. And... So that's just like if you set a truck on fire. Yes. And then third degree is... I don't know how an abandoned building is different than um, destruction of property. I don't know if somebody like really doesn't maybe it has own to be a it. Certain size. Of yeah, fire. maybe. I don't because know. abandoned building also has a higher possibility of being completely fucking destroyed and possibly spreading there too, because there's yeah. no one there. Mm-hmm. The only thing that's going to be is the person nearby that sees it. Right. That's very true. Okay. In New York, arson is charged in five degrees. Arson of the first degree is a class A felony and requires the intent to burn with the person inside using an explosive incendiary device. It's a maximum of 25 years to life. So that one seems like there's a lot of requirements to get that one. So you put a fork inside a microwave and there's gasoline everywhere in somebody's apartment that you were trying to kill. Jesus, Megan. <laughs> if that's how I'm ever found dead, you know who did it. Just saying. It's been recorded now. So in California, a conviction for arson of property that is not your own is a felony punishable by up to three years in a state prison. Aggravated arson, which carries the most severe punishment for arson, is punishable by 10 years to life in prison. Raymond Lee Euler was ultimately convicted of murder and sentenced to death for a 2006 fire in Southern California that led to the deaths of five U.S. Forest Service firefighters. He was the first U.S. citizen to reach such a conviction and penalty for wildfire arson. Hmm. Shame, shame. While states such as California prosecute the lesser offense of reckless burning when the fire is set recklessly as opposed to willfully and maliciously. So, at least they have that. (laughs) (laughs) Have some more wine? Yeah, we'll get it. You need to drink some more wine. I am. I filled mine up when I filled these things up. Mm, I wasn't going to believe you. it all the way over here. Mm-hmm. All over again. Just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. You're trying to pee. You're so mature. <laughs> yeah. This is the bathroom break. <laughs> you can listen while you pee. <laughs> we'll help you. Okay. 
And now the bathroom break is over. I wonder if they've actually got on there. Wash your hands. <laughs> yes, with hot water, not cold, and soap, please. Okay. A, B, C, or Jingle Jingle Little Star. Oh, that's how long you have to wash your hands? Yep. Okay, let's talk about some fucking pyros. Pyromania. Yeah. Yeah. Are you a pyro? I like fire. Do you like playing in it? I like playing with it. Mm. Like, I like I think starting everybody does. a fire when I'm camping. I like oh. that's like the, that's the best part of camping. If you can't have a fucking camping fire, you don't know how to camp. Or you haven't been camping. You've just been going out in the woods, sleeping in a tent. <laughs> Not called camping. Going out in the woods, sleeping in a tent with a campfire. Camping. Camp. Fire. Camping. <laughs> needs campfire. So if you camp without fire, you're a fucking loser. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Um... Pyromania is an impulse control disorder in which individuals repeatedly fail to resist impulses to deliberately start fires in order to relieve tension or for instant gratification. (laughs) What? (laughs) What are you doing? I just raised my eyebrows and Megan all crazy. (laughs) Instant gratification, Megan. Tell me what that means. No. Okay. Well, as long as you know. So, pyromania is distinct from arson. The deliberate setting of fires for personal, monetary, or political gain. So, they're different. Mm-hmm. Pyromaniacs start fires to induce euphoria and often fixate on institutions of fire control like firehouses and firemen. So, some signs and some symptoms that you're a pyromaniac. Yes. There are specific symptoms that separate pyromaniacs from those who start fires for criminal purposes or due to emotional motivations. Deliberately and purposefully set fires on more than one occasion and before the act of lighting the fire, the person is usually experiencing tension or emotional buildups. Stuff like, like, they only light these fires when they're upset. There's that group. I had to pay my bills today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to burn this place to the ground. <sighs> burn it down, Pokey. <laughs> right? Burn it down. <laughs> <laughs> um, when they're around fires, a person is suffering from pyomania, gains intense interest or fixation, and may also experience pleasure or gratification or relief. That's gross. (laughs) Well, you just talked about necrophilia. Yeah, I know. It's gross. (laughs) It's all gross. Yeah. There's some weird shit out there. There's some weird people People get off of weird stuff. Weird people out there. Yeah. So, in our very repeatedly stated book of diagnosis... And statistical manual of mental disorders. DMS or de- dem dem DSM. Yep, five or whatever. Five. Yep, also known as DSM. Mm-hmm. DSM <laughs> gives six standards that must be met for a child to be officially diagnosed with pyromania. One, the child had 
to have set more than one fire deliberately. Two, before setting the fire, the child must have felt some feelings of tension or arousal. Three, the child must show that he or she is attracted to fire and anything related to fire. Four, the child must feel a sense of relief or satisfaction from setting the fire and witnessing it. Five, the child does not have other motives like revenge, financial motives, delusions, or brain damage for setting the fire. And six, the fire-setting problem cannot be attributed to other disorders like antisocial personality disorders or conduct disorders. Hmm. So, all those have to be figured out before you can be told you're a pyro. pyro. So, some of the causes... Um, they, it mostly like a, it starts up in children usually and young teenagers and common causes are broken down into two main groups of individual and environmental, which is pretty much the groups of every problem ever. Right. Was it nature or nurture? Both. Yeah. So... Uh, this includes a complex understanding of factors that an individual temperament, parental psychopath, psychopathology, and um, possible neurochemical pre- predispositions. So, all that shit. <laughs> yeah. Many studies have shown that patients with pyromanias are in households without a father figure present. Individual factors that can lead to pyromania, mainly deal with the person in someone's individual life. Mm -hmm. Um, This category includes adolescents who have committed crimes in the past. For example, 19% of adolescents suffering from from pyromania have been charged with vandalism, and 18 are nonviolent sexual offenders. Mm. Another cause may be that the patient is subconsciously seeking revenge for something that has occurred in the past. Truancy, running away from home, and delinquency um, are usually seen in these individuals, in the individual group. Child and adolescent cases are usually associated with ADHD or adjustment disorders. Sensation seeking for some children are attracted to fire setting because they are bored and just looking for something to do. Those are psychopaths. They're going to be the murderers. (laughs) Right. Attention-seeking is lighting a fire becomes a way to get back at adults and in turn produce a response from the adults. Lack of social skills, um, lack of fire safety skills, and ignorance of danger for most children. Um, Learning problems and ADHD or ADHA. Parental problems like separation, neglect, and abuse, and sexual abuse. Can all make you an arsonist. Yeah. Or a pyromania, which would technically be an arsonist. It's At some point. Yeah. You're going to graduate out of that. Yep. So environmental factors that may lead to pyromania include the event that a parent has experienced in an environment that they... A parent. Jesus. A patient has experienced in the environment that they live in. So, environmental factors may include neglect from the parents, physical or sexual abuse in earlier life. Other causes include early experiences of watching adults or teenagers use fire inappropriately and lighting fires as a stress reliever. 
poor supervision by parents and or guardians, parents abusing drugs or acting violently. This factor has been studied and the conclusions show that fire setters are more likely in homes where the parents abuse them. Peer pressure, stressful life events, setting fire becomes a way to cope with crisis. Hmm. Yeah. So some prevention. Ooh. Um, the best way is by parents taking the time to educate their children on fire safety and dangers of fires. Parents should also keep all fire lighting devices out of the reach of children and any teenagers to reduce the risk of their starting any fires. And that's really all you can do. Yeah. Like, there's not a whole lot. Like, if they're gonna, if they want to start a fire, they're gonna start a fire. Like, you can't keep them under lock and key all the time. They go to school. Yeah. With their friends, they go out. They're going to be able to do it eventually. So, some treatments and some prognosis is uh, it varies from age to age. For children and adolescents, treatment is usually cognitive behavior therapy, which we've talked about before. Mm-hmm. Um, some other treatments include parenting training over, uh, like, correction to parents' negative practices, mm-hmm. I guess, um, and more fire safety training and information and stuff like that. The prognosis for recovery in adolescents and children who suffer from pyromania depends on the environmental or individual factors at play, but generally is positive. Um, pyromania is generally harder to treat in adults due to the lack of cooperation by patients. you're like fuck it i've done this i've gone this far right like by that time it's been unchecked they probably enjoy it so much like why would you want to give it up yeah in adults however the recovery time is generally poor and if an adult does recover it usually takes like it's a substantial amount longer yeah like you're training an old dog new tricks yeah so makes sense to me Mm -hmm. so Pyromania is one of the four recognized types of arson alongside burning for profit to cover up an act of crime or for revenge. Hmm. Um, It's the second most common type. Common symptoms for pyromaniacs. Symptoms. Jesus. Synonyms um, include like firebug, fire razor, um, but also refuse. Referred to as arsonist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pyromania is a rare disorder with a less than 1% in most studies. Also, pyromaniacs hold a very different p- proportion of psychiatric possible hospital admissions. Pyromania can occur in children as young as three. Oh, That's crazy to me. But my brother really likes playing in the fire and I'm Pretty sure that started pretty young. Mm-hmm. He'd always just stare at Can it. Can I just put a log in there? Right? He's so cute. And then he's like poking at it with his giant stick. Ooh. He's he's gonna fall in there one day. Mm-hmm. He's tiny. Yeah. He's getting pretty big. He's adorable. I love him. He's the best little person ever. Uh, so, do, do, a 1979 study by Law Enforcement Assistance Administration 
found that only 14% of fires were started by pyromaniacs and others with mental illnesses. A 1951 study by Lewis and Yarno, one of the largest M. Oh, Jesus. Epidemiological <laughs> studies conducted found that 839 of the, 39% of those who had intentionally set fires had been diagnosed with pyromania. Boom. Yeah, that was just some history. But now we're going to talk about firefighter arson. Oh, okay. So, um,. It's a persistent phenomenon involving the minority of firefighters who are also active arsonists, which, I mean, what better way to be an arsonist, right, than be a firefighter? Some of the offenders seem to be motivated by boredom or by the prospect of receiving attention for responding to the fires they have sent, which is like that hero syndrome Mm -hmm. type phenomenon. Um where they get recognition by saving these people in the fires that they set. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, no right? And it's super exciting and all that kind of crazy crap. Um, so, it has been reported that roughly 100 U.S. firefighters are convicted of arson each year. It's crazy. Yeah. So, so motives behind why a firefighter would commit arson are widespread, ranging from excitement to concealing a crime and then the hero thing. So, they pretty much have their same um, reasons like everybody else. It yeah. could be revenge or whatever. But the crazy thing is that they're firefighters. So, they're there all the time and they're usually recognized as heroes in the community. Mm-hmm. But they could be killing people yeah. also, which mm-hmm. is crazy. Isn't so, there like a criminal minds test like that? Yep. And it's really funny because I'm actually going to kind of talk about that right oh. now. A profile through the FBI's Behavioral Analysis Unit was put together that detailed a potential arsonist and found it to be highly accurate compared to the case studies in years since. The profile states to look for a white male between the ages of 17 and 26 with poor social skills. He will have been the product of a poor home environment where one or both of his parents were abusive or missing from his life. He will have a poor relationship with his father, aggressive or hostile, and while having a potentially overprotective mother. Hmm. If you know this man, call... No. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) Right? But yeah. So... And we talked about some firefighters. We're going to talk about uh, insurance fraud. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Because every single one of us has thought about setting their house on fire to collect the insurance money. Yes. Or crashing their car. (laughs) Maybe not them crashing their car, but, like, maybe being in an intersection even though you see someone's coming and, like... You know what I mean? I have the right of way. Right? So if they hit me, it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've definitely had those thoughts. Um, But it's obviously the intent to obtain fraudulent outcome from insurance process. Mm -hmm. So hard fraud occurs when someone is deliberately plans 
or invents a loss such as a collision, auto theft, a fire that is covered by their insurance policy in order to receive payment for damages. Criminal rings are sometimes involved in hard fraud schemes that can steal millions of dollars. Soft fraud, which is far more common than hard fraud, is sometimes referred to as opportunistic fraud. So an example of soft fraud would be when involved in an automotive collision, um, an insured person might claim more damage than would actually occurred. So like they dented your bumper, but your door got dented when you hit, like you opened your door and you hit a pole a couple months ago. So you claim that was damaged in the accident. That's soft fraud. Yeah. Okay. So, and of course, there's all kinds of different insurance frauds from life insurance to health, automotive, and property. So, people do insurance fraud all the goddamn time. Yeah. And it's crazy. We have to have this why there's investigators. Yeah. It's just, why are people always scheming and lying? Because the world's not fair. It's terrible. You want an easy way to get money. Yeah. I mean, so do I, but I'm not going to scheme and lie. I just want to If I could get away sell with my it, soul to the devil for some unlimited cash flow or something. <laughs> if I could get away with it. Yeah. And I'm, it's really hard for me to do something like that. Yeah. I'm not good at lying. Hmm. I can keep surprises, but lying, no. Yeah. So just like a, a little fun fact here. According to the United States Fire Administration, the United States, um, in the United States, there were approximately 31,000 fires caused by arson in 2006, resulting in losses of $755 million. So, that's a lot of money. Insurance money. No wonder insurance is so expensive. Yeah. (laughs) All of it is, too. Ugh. Okay, so fire investigation. It's a big deal. Yeah. And it seems like it's rather difficult when reading about it. Like, there are some crazy, like, standards that you have to live up to. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about it a little bit. Um, so, these... After firefighters extinguish a fire, an investigation is launched to determine the origin of the fire explosion. Yeah. These are the fire investigators that do this. Um, They're like Dexter, but with fire. Right. The difficulty of determining whether arson has occurred arises when, because fire is often destroys key evidence. So these guys are usually like pretty smart, good problem solvers, very like detail oriented. I watched the other day, I was just at my mom's, and there was an Investigate Discovery mm-hmm. channel on, and there was this one where they basically found a burning body, and almost everything was burned, everything, but they were still able to fucking find the guy because of the evidence that they had at the site. Oh that gosh. is so fucking crazy. You can't get away yeah. with shit no. nowadays. Nope. Nope. Not unless you are a forensic person. Yeah. But everyone makes mistakes. So mm-hmm. even you could get caught. 
It's better to just not do the bad thing that you're thinking of. Don't listen to the devil on the mm-hmm. left side of your shoulder. Yeah, it's naughty. Mm-hmm. Uh, many fires are caused by defective equipment, such as shorting or faulty electrical cir- circuits, um, or cars. It would be fuel lines. So those things are usually pretty easy to figure out right away. A fire investigator looks at fire remains and obtains information to reconstruct a sequence of events leading to the fire. Mm -hmm. So basically how it goes is they receive the assignment and responsibilities, plans the investigation, assembles the tools, equipment, and the personnel they're going to need depending on the size. It could be big. I don't know. Examines the scene and collects data. This is basically just like crime scene investigators. Like, yeah. they take the pictures. They do the tests. Like, yeah. it's, it's a thing. It's a whole thing. CSI. Right? Collects tests, um, evaluates, documents the evidence, applies scientific method to analyze the information obtained. So, the qualifications to do this job by the National Fire Protection Association, document NFPA 1033, um, the standard for professional requirements for fire investigation publishes minimum requirements for the knowledge, skills, and ability of a fire investigator. Principal among these 16-point lists of areas in which the fire investigator is to required to have education beyond high school level. Okay, so college level 16. Okay, these 16 topics are fire fire science, fire chemistry, thermodynamics, thermomontary, fire dynamics, explosive dynamics, computer fire modeling, fire investigation, Fire analysis, fire investigation mythology, fire investigation technology, hazardous materials, failure analysis, and analytical tools. Okay. So, you need all that kind of shit. And then on top of that, you have to be, um, let's see. You have to decide... There's like a whole bunch of different certificates so you can get certified in fire and explosion or vehicle fire or fire investigation instructor. And then the International Association of Fire Investigation is certified fire investigation, certified by pro board fire services, fire investigation technician, certified instructor, education or evidence collection technician. Well, shit. Which, to me, that sounds more like a job for someone who loves fire. <laughs> like, right? it's literally knowing everything about fire. Yeah. Like, it's insane. Yeah. I would never be able to take the time to know that much about fire. Nope, me either. Well, I mean, like, if you enjoyed it, like, Dexter enjoyed looking at blood. He was also a murderer. But a good one. So why couldn't a fire investigation be a good arsonist? Well, I'd be okay with that. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. Well, we're going to talk about some music. Okay. We didn't start the fire. And mm. I fell into a burning ring of fire. I'm on. 
Goodness gracious, great balls of fire. Fire is said in many, many songs. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, what's that one? This girl is on fire. Yep. Yep, that's one. They're Fire on the Mountain, Just Like Fire by Pink. Um, Let's Groove by Earth, Fire, and Wind. Like, Sex on Fire, Kings of Leon. Fire is just all over pop culture in general. Oh, yeah. And, like, even... It's a good uh, symbol to use And it's, like, power. Yeah, many different uses. It could mean, like, you're uh, a demon, demonic, Mm -hmm. darkness. There is that. It can also be something positive. Fire or fire, and then you know, like the whole phoenix thing, some reborn from the fire, like right. Stuff. Yeah, and there's just as many fucking movies. Mm-hmm. Backdraft, um, which is rated R. Point of Origin, two thousand two, A Dangerous Summer, A City of Fire, uh, Firehouse. Very very many, just mm-hmm. and then books. There's just as many fucking books. Like, fire's been around for so long, it's everywhere. Yep. This is like us talking about breathing air. Yeah, basically. You and I literally, we use fire every day. Mm-hmm. Every single fucking day. Yep. My grandma uses fire every day. She's got a gas stove. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Gas heated. Little fireplace thing. Wow. Yeah. You start every day. Uh-huh. Need it. Mm-hmm. If we did it's not very have important. no fire. Thank you, Prometheus. Yeah. So, uh, just to say some book titles. American Fire, Love, Arson, and Life in Vanishing Land. Uh, Crunch Time, A Novel of Suspense. Seventh Heaven, and A Taint in the Blood. Which hmm. made me giggle. Ay, ay, ay. I need to grow up. It's okay. <laughs> But let's talk about some fucking arsonists. Oh, you got some stories. Is this I got story some cases. Time? Yeah. Story time. Some arsonists. Okay. Let's do. I don't know. Who should we do? Pick a good one. We can always do more than one, I guess. Talk about one if you feel like we need to talk about more. Let's do the pillow pyro. Oh, pillows! (laughs) So, John Pillow Pyro or um, (laughs) Kind of like Peter Piper. (laughs) Peter Piper picked a peck of pickle peppers. A peck of Peter Piper's pickles Peter Piper picked. You were already after Peter Piper or whatever you're passing. You don't know that whole thing? Uh-uh. Oh my god. I'm pretty sure I know the whole thing. Peter did you Pi- do cheerleading? Yes. No. I did. Why? Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers. A peck of pickled peppers Peter Piper picked. If Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers, how many peckle... How many peck... Peppers Peter... Pe- I don't know. <laughs> I remember... We did a song in choir one year mm-hmm. in elementary school that was that. Oh. 
So that's how I know it. Hmm. It was really hard to sing. Okay, the so. Cat came back. My favorite one. That's all I remember. My little cousin has this uh, little song that goes, A peanut sat on a railroad track. His heart was all a flutter. <laughs> and around the bend came the number ten. Choo, choo. Peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> he told me that like a long, like I'm talking kindergarten type mm-hmm. song. And I remember that still. This kid is a fucking junior this year. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's my favorite little kid song. (laughs) Okay, but anyways, (laughs) now that you guys know more about me, let's learn about John Pillow Pyro 4. Yep. So number of fires, about 2,000. That he set? Yep. Holy fuck, how old is he? Um... I don't know. You don't have to math right now. It's okay. Okay. He, people killed only four, cost tens of millions of dollars in property damage. Holy hell. So, John Orr hoped to be a Los Angeles police officer, Uh but he didn't make the cut. Instead, he joined the Glendale Fire Department as an arson investigator. Oh my gosh. This is a story that I pretty much copied and pasted, so I want everyone to know that him, this story saying he didn't make the cut for a police officer and instead joined the fire department means nothing against fire departments, and I fully support them. My uncle was one, and they're amazing, Mm -hmm. so do not take offense to that in any way. His co-workers thought Orr was strange. He chased down shoplifters and burglars in a fire truck, but they admired his dedication and his uncanny ability to be a firefighter on the scene. Because mm-hmm. he wanted to be a cop, not yeah. a firefighter. So chasing down weirdos. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. He always knew where the hydrants were and the best way to put out each fire and how to find the cause of the fire. His colleagues never suspected that he was the man they dubbed the pillow pyro or used the same incendiary device for all of his blazes, a cigarette attached to a book of matches wrapped in a paper with cotton and beading, hence the nickname. Secure and secured with a rubber band, the cigarette would burn down and the matches would ignite the paper and the beading. In 1984, a fire at a local hardware store killed four people, including a two-year-old child, and destroyed the building with and nearby establishments. It was then in 87 where seven suspicious fires broke out. At one of these fires, the investigators found a single fingerprint on a piece of notebook paper. Two years later, during another fire investigation, the Pacific Grove, or in Pacific Grove, an outbreak of small fires occurred. Bakersfield arson investigator compared the participants at both conferences and found 10 people attended both. By 1991, the investigators formed the Pillow Pyro Task Force and published a profile noting the suspect was most likely an arson investigator from the greatest Los Angeles area. So you knew how to get away with it. The fingerprint found at the conference was compared to these 10 attendees, 
both conferences and matches Orr's fingerprint. So in November of 1991, police found cigarettes, rubber bands, and binoculars in his vehicle when he was arrested. He literally, his literary aspirations contributed to his downfall. He wrote a manuscript called The Point of Origin, which is what that movie is based off of, describing a fireman who was an arsonist, which became damning evidence. He wrote to Aaron, a smoke was beautiful, causing his heart rate. He wrote to Aaron, the smoke was beautiful, causing his heart rate to quicken, his breath to come in shallow gasps. He was trying to control his outward appearance and look normal to everyone around him. He relaxed and partially stroked his erection watching the fire or is serving life plus 20 years for arson and four murders wow and that book is really good by the way so y'all should read it like (laughs) right it's it is really good so um let's see i won't read another one but i do just want to like shout out some names like julio gonzalez he had one fire and it killed 87 people oh my gosh this was in new york uh, yeah, so this was, let's see, he was working at a warehouse, um, when he met Linda Feneco, who became his girlfriend, they decided, or a decade later after losing his job and getting dumped, the drunk Gonzalez visited her while she was at work at a Happy Land Social Club, okay. um, which is an illegal bar. And she begged him to leave, and Gonzalez shouted threats while throwing, um, while being thrown out by the bouncer and punching a dollar's worth of gasoline at a nearby gas station. He returned to the club where he poured the gas over the stairs, the only exit, and threw a match on it. The fire burned so rapidly that the Patreons didn't have time to even stop what they were doing and flee. So, they just burned up like that. Wow. Yeah. Um... So, 87 kills there. There was a Raymond Lee um, Euler, who we talked about earlier, who had 24 fires and killed five people. Um, David, son of Sam, had 1,411 fires, and they have no idea how many he killed or the cost. Peter Dinsdale, a.k.a. Bruce George Peter Lee, had more than 30 fires, and the people killed were 26. Oh, wow. Thomas Sweet? Sweat? Sweet. Maybe, yeah. Number of fires are more than 350 people killed to confirm, but as many as five, and, like, all of them had millions of dollars worth of damage. Oh, yeah. Of course. Fire, just in general. Just a little fire can cause a fucking shitload of damage. Exactly. So, that is my fucking fire episode damn yeah did you learn something yeah probably not (laughs) oh yeah crazy scare bam 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 alright so what do you think Sarson crazy. You're at least a solid three. Right. No matter what. You're like 
you're pushing the boundaries there. Yeah. You're setting shit on fire. And fire is a dangerous thing like, to be messing with. That's a fine line between, like, so, like, if you are four, you're, like, killing people. Yeah. If you're two and under, you're just, like, looking at fires, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. That could definitely be it. I don't know. I just think that... Fire's scary. They are, but it's so beautiful, though, too. Mm-hmm. But I still wouldn't want to die by fire. Mm-mm. Fuck that shit. I'd rather not. I don't know. It's crazy, but not. If you're setting people, like, buildings on fire, you're definitely... You need some help. Mm-hmm. You're hurting others. Or yourself, even, maybe. Right? So, talk to somebody. Yeah. All right. Firefighter. Yeah. But tell someone. Yeah. <laughs> be controlled. Don't kill people. Don't lie. Mm-hmm. Just become Dexter. Watch the show. Take notes. Don't You'll listen to good. Megan. <laughs> She's not giving good advice right now. <laughs> Don't become Dexter. <laughs> tell somebody and get help. <laughs> Shut up, Megan. Shit. <laughs> All right. Well, please rate, review, and subscribe. Yep. Patreon.com slash crazy clinic pod. Zazzle.com slash crazy clinic pod. I'm getting a hoodie. Like, mm-hmm. I want one so bad. Me too. And they're so comfy. I also want a blanket and I want to take it to work. Mug and a magnet and a I want one of everything. That's probably not true. But we should get wine glasses for sure. Mm-hmm. With our box wine. So, yeah, definitely check that out. You can email us at thecrazyclinicpodcast at outlook.com. Tell us your crazy story. Reach out to us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Crazy Clinic Pod. We also have a closed group on Facebook that's Patients of the Crazy Clinic that you are more than welcome to join. Yep. I stay pretty active on everything. Surprisingly, I'm not as active on Facebook as I am on Instagram and Twitter, and I thought it would be the other way around, but pretty good at instagram so i don't know i'm not good at either <laughs> right definitely check us out yep. tell your friends rates and reviews are the most important we love you for it and let's draw our next episode oh i'm gonna mix it first she's cheating i think i'm gonna draw mine today too right yeah yeah we need to, we're going to have to skip a week, so we're going to... Double it up. Yep. All right, You won't Megan. know, though, so it's okay. Yeah, it's fine. We're just telling you. You're welcome. Being honest. God. What is it? Oh, my God. I'm so excited. I don't even know how to pronounce it. Oh, those are the worst. Do you have your phone? No. Okay. Bear with us. We got to Google... Taijin Kai Fu Show, I think. I hope this is amazing. Taijin. I'm scared. I don't think it's an Ophelia. It's a social anxiety disorder, a chronic mental health condition in which social interactions cause irrational anxiety. There you go. So it's like anxiety. Yeah, so you Perfect. can you can dive into that. Which 
is fitting for the conversations mm-hmm. that we've recently had. Mm-hmm. Let's see if I can find it on here. All right. So that will be next episode. And then mine. Did you want to mix it? You're staring at me like I'm cheating or something. Okay. You're just hoping I get Ophelia. Yeah, I hope you do. I've had the Ophelias. Don't make crazy. Foreign accent syndrome. <laughs> Yay! Yeah. Alright. Don't be jealous. You're green with envy, just like Zelina. <laughs> Alright, and on that note, now that everyone knows how geeky I am about that show, we're gonna bounce out. Yep. Thank you for listening. And you'll good hear night, us good next morning, week. Good afternoon. Have a wonderful week. Weekend. Nope, this comes Day. out on Monday. Week. May your Monday not be as horrible as mine is. Yep, same here. Bye! Bye! Cover art by Fresh Media Graphics Podcast Designs. Music by Sherry Cott on Audio Jungle. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Crazy Clinic Pod. Visit us on our website and blog at crazyclinicpodcast.com. Email us at thecrazyclinicpodcast at outlook.com and tell us the crazy thing you do or think and a story to go along with it. Episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and pretty much anywhere a podcast can be heard. The Crazy Clinic Podcast is a self-supported podcast and we could really use your support. If you like the show and want to help us in continuing to post episodes and improve our sound quality, all while assisting in making our podcast dreams come true, it's incredibly easy to give a recurring monthly donation via our crowdfunding profile on Patreon. Don't worry, you can cancel at any time. But a bonus, you receive different rewards at different levels of donating, anything from a shout out on the show to joining us for your very own episode. Thanks again for listening. Don't forget to laugh at yourself. It's just what the doctor ordered.